Blog Talk Radio. wonderful holiday. I know I did. This is Marty Oakley of the PPJ Gazette Online, and this is the TS Radio Network. Joining me tonight, co-hosting, is John LeCron, and I know you're all familiar with him. He's got a large following, and the information just flows, so get your paper and pencil ready so you can make notes. And remember, these shows are always available in archive, so if you miss something John says or that you want to look up, and you, you can always go back and listen again and pick up what you need. Tonight, we're kind of changing gears a little bit. Uh, one of the things we've all been concerned about, for those of us who watch these kinds of things, is the dwindling food supply. And this should concern everyone. I want you to stop and think about the fact that the federal government will spend billions developing a vaccine that nobody needs or wants, but they won't show you how to grow your own food. While the stores are emptying out, there is nothing coming out of the government about how to produce your own food. I find this odd. On another show I did here last year with the USDA employees, uh, one gentleman said, think about it, Marty. They'll give you food stamps, but they won't teach you how to grow your own food, which is just hung with me because it's, very, very relevant to what's going on. What we also have happening at the same time all this other mess is going on is across the country, the uh, USDA offices in the states, the agriculture offices, are patrolling neighborhoods. And if they find people growing their own garden, in many cases, they're ripping it out. They'll call the police and say they spotted marijuana plants. And the police will come out, tear everything out, saying they thought it was marijuana. We've had cities... Uh, that are part of Agenda 21, now Agenda uh, 30, out of the UN, that make it, uh, you can't grow food in your yard if you're within the city limits. You most particularly cannot grow food in your front yard. I have no idea why that would be, but you can't. And they will fine you and everything. Uh, Just a briefer on this agenda thing. It is a system of a deprivation of property rights, and it's done through your town they buy the program and it gives them a list of all sorts of ordinances and rules and regulations that they can attach to the town so if you violate any of them you have to get a permit for this a permit for that a permit for something else you can't do this you can't do that and if you do any of these things we're going to the hefty fine and we're going to come tear it out this is not an accident what's going on now what we've seen across the country as this covid hoax rolls on is food is being left in the fields because supposedly there's no market. I have a hard time reconciling that with the fact that we have, according to the government, a dwindling food supply. Obviously, there is a market. Why can't you get this food to the market? 
we are still shipping out 95% of all the beef slaughtered in this country. All the beef that we've grown here in the U.S. that's decimating the 13 western states with overgrazing is shipped out all over the world. What we're eating, we don't know where it comes from. And this is about to get worse. What John's going to be talking about extensively tonight is fake meats, meat made from foods made from feces. Um, <laughs> this is has, has gone over the edge. But what is going to happen um, is that um, we are going to be left to eat things that are unthinkable. They've already started growing meat, supposedly a meat replacement, in a Petri ditch. I'm not eating it. I don't know about you. You do what you want. We have in the grocery stores now, if you go in and you look at the packaging or meat leg at a counter, and it's all identically shaped or marbled or, you know, something. And what this actually is is pink slime, what they call pink slime. <laughs> pink slime is where they take all the hoo-hahs and the wahoos and the this and the that, the leftover from slaughter. And they grind and just pulverize this stuff into a mush, dry it into a powder, and then rehydrate it with a blood made from the or a glue made from the hemoglobin of the animal it was taken from. <laughs> what you're eating is what's called awful. Play on words there, awful. O f f a l. It is all the scrap from the production floor. Uh, a lot of the chicken tenders you buy, it says made from real white meat, uh-huh, scraped off the bones, ground up heads, this, that, and something else. That's what you're eating. It's about to get worse. All these genetically modified crops. We've been fighting this for the last 15 years, hardcore. Your body cannot digest these properly, doesn't have the enzymes to d- dissolve them to you know, digest the food. It's causing all sorts of internal problems, damaging organs, loaded with herbicides, pesticides. That all stays in that food. Plus, the nutritional value of it is far less than a traditional crop. Everything is done to end family and independent farming, and everything is being done to facilitate factory farms and corporate farming. These people operate solely for profit, and they have no interest or concern about the quality of their food. And you're seeing that showing up on your grocery store shelf as the quality of a food diminishes. Um, I took my granddaughter shopping one time and reading labels. We got to the chicken section of the meat counter, and I said, what does the label say? Well, this one says no added antibiotics, so that should be good. I said, no, that's deceptive. It doesn't say there aren't any antibiotics. said, no added. That means above what's allowed. They didn't add any more in there. So you're still getting the antibiotics. If it says antibiotic-free, that's a different story. You take your chances on that one. (laughs) But we're seeing things show up in our grocery stores like chicken feet, Apparently, people have begun eating chicken feet. I can't even imagine it. But you're going to see more what trash products showing up in the store, things you would not have thought of eating before. And what looks like meat isn't meat. And you're supposed to like this. 
there is so much going on here. There's been a, a, by the USDA at least for 15 years, an outright effort to end independent and family farming, to make everything corporate. Most recently, right in the middle of this faked up virus, they said they were not going to inspect chickens anymore that um, were going into production, you know, for slaughter. They were going to send them, ship them all to China and have China do the inspections because they're far better at it than we are. Like I say, we're right in the middle of this virus they claim is out there that came out of China, according to them. But you're going to ship all of our chicken there to be inspected? Uh, what's wrong with this picture? But the fact is, food is going to become in short supply. You need to learn to grow your own food. You need to learn how to harvest it, how to package it for storage, whether you can, you freeze dry, whatever you do. But you need to step up and start taking care of business because the day's going to come, there isn't going to be any. And if you think the fight over toilet paper was something, well, the last can of beans is up there on the shelf and see how you like that. But at some point, you've got to stand up and take some responsibility and fight back. And the fighting back is by learning to grow your own food and becoming self-sufficient as much as possible. Damn it, do it. With that, I'm going to turn this over to John because I know he's done a tremendous amount of research, has a tremendous amount of information. So get your pens and pencil ready. And John, take it away. Well, good evening, Marty. Uh, Boy, I was enjoying that tremendously. I think I should just sit back and let you take the show, girl. Um, (laughs) And when you say say, did a lot of research, I'm going to tell you some research that I have done firsthand. This is a firsthand research I have done. And no, it was not done for the sacrifice of the people of this country so that they can learn. No, it was done for a friend of mine who was from Thailand. And uh, he asked me to eat one of his chicken feet. We went to a restaurant uh, when I went out and visited him with my wife at the time. And uh, I had my first and last chicken foot. (laughs) So um, all I can say is um, not much there to chew on, per se. It's kind of just chewy and not a whole lot more to say about it. But anyway, so that was uh, my subject matter on chicken food. So not perfect to that as being a part of my future uh, dietary plans, but uh, I've been there, done that. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> but but we are going to get serious today, and folks, you know, Marty has already opened with a bang, and I'm here to tell you, it is not a joke. It is very much a very real problem, and it's going to get progressively worse. Uh, when she was talking about how farms are being targeted, that is true. Uh, One of the things that is taking place in several states, to include Michigan and California, amongst others, is they're literally shutting down the farms. They're doing things to drive away the labor, okay? Um, Specifically in Michigan, the uh, governor up there said that uh, any uh, labor that came through that did not originate in Michigan, a.k.a. your um, Mexicans and anybody else that does the circuit, they do is they go state to state to state and uh, do the picking and stuff like that. She required mandatory testing of all these people. Well, what did they end up doing? They said, kiss off and left. Well, folks, those folks probably are not going to be going back up to Michigan next year and the year afterwards. And the crops that they were supposed to pick this year, 
Well, I was listening to a couple different uh, producers. One of them was Blueberries, and his comment was, I don't know what I'm going to do, and I'm sure not sure they're going to be there next year. One thing me and Marty discussed here several months ago on the show also was nurseries, okay? Um, when they first shut down this uh, country over the hoax, one of the things that uh, took place, especially up in northern Michigan, which is ridiculous in Michigan in general, was they uh, shut down the nurseries, okay? Now, for people that don't know what a nursery does, it gives you the small plants that have already started to grow and something like that, and they have a very small window. All of their profits are made in a few short months. In March, April, and May are the months up there in Michigan that those, those should have been making their yearly profits to pay their bills, all their expenses, all the effort they went in to grow these small seeds into seedlings so they could in turn be sold and other people can take it to their house and transplant them into the soil and, of course, grow the plants. Well, the residual effect of this year, I'm sure, had staggering results. There are, I'm sure, several nurseries that are not going to be there next year. Several. I don't even have to imagine it. I know it to be true. Simply on the basis of all of a sudden they have no money, no way of getting money, all because of a dictate coming from somebody that they've never met, probably didn't vote for, who's taking control of their entire world. This is the problem we have. We have a society that is being controlled by a few psychopaths who know very much what they're doing. And as I've already pointed out on this show as well, folks, when they shut down America, that was during what they called the season of sacrifice. The season of sacrifice. It's an occult holiday. Look it up. You'll find all the information. You'll see how nicely it coincides with the day they shut down this country. All of this stuff is designed to harm. It is designed to destroy that which we've grown used to. And the environment of 2019 is never coming back. At least not without a revolution of both mind, body, and soul on a countrywide level that I and Marty simply don't see happening because too many of you folks are out there happy to vote for your slave master, thinking that if you vote just a little bit harder this time that, you know, your corporate owners will be a little nicer to you next time around in the next election cycle because, you know, they obviously care so much about you already. <laughs> no, folks, we've got problems, and we've got very real problems. And one of the things I've been encouraging people to do is, you know, make sure that you've got a water purification system and have some seeds hanging out. Um, and if you have not already done so, you need to find a couple local farmers and then maybe a rancher around you or some farm that's got a bunch of chickens running around and, you know, maybe contribute something to their uh, budget and say, listen, I'm going to be coming by, you know, once a week to collect a couple dozen eggs, you know, uh, would you mind raising a few uh, chickens for me, blah, blah, blah. And again, by doing this, you're protecting yourself because what Marty is talking about when she says the food supply is shrinking is very much the case. Now, you can pretend for a minute that the grocery stores are still full, but I want you to honestly, honestly 
walk into the grocery stores and look around, you'll see there's a lot more empty spaces than there used to be. And you'll also discover the selection is not quite as big as it used to be. When you might have had five or six cans of beans, now you've got two or three. Why is that? Because the system is being shut down by design. Food is life. It is one of the requirements we have. We can only last a minute or two without oxygen. We can only last about a week without food. Water, we can last a couple days. I'm here to tell you, folks, it's a tool of war. And you folks have heard me, if you've been listening to Marty and me, say this. You are in a war right now, not sometime in the future. You are living the war right now. You didn't want this war. You didn't declare this war. You didn't ask for this war. You don't want to be in this war. I realize that. I do. Truth is, the war has been declared on you anyway. So you better figure that out fairly quickly and decide what you're going to do about it. Because I'm here to tell you, war means dead bodies. And I can assure you, you're not on the list of people to be saved. I promise you that. For years, we've been going to this farm-to-fork policy where um, all of this has been basically centralized planning. And with the centralized planning, you've got, like Marty said earlier, the big corporations and the mega farms and the mega ranches taking charge and control. And the small guy has to put up with all of this extra bureaucratic BS. And that's what it is, really, folks. It's bureaucratic garbage. It's not needed. It's not necessary. But it's designed to make things harder and harder for the average small farmer. And, you know, back in the last Great Depression, and by the way, you're living in a depression right now that is bigger than the one in the 1930s. During the last Great Depression, a lot more people survived, even though there were millions that died. Millions that died, ladies and gentlemen, wake up. Because there were still so many farms out there. So many farms. And, you know, I know of one case during the Great Depression where what ended up happening was the farmer made a deal with his uh, employee. He says, listen, we're not going to be able to survive if I just pay you, but here's what we're going to do. This year I take the profits. Next year you'll take the profits. And we work together and we try to save this farm. And they worked through the depression and they survived because they worked together. That is something that you folks better realize. Start learning how to farm yourself, even if it's just a small garden in the backyard. But maybe go down and see if you've got one of the local farmers that could use an extra hand, especially in the fall and in the spring. This would be the perfect time to get to know one of them. The perfect time. Just knock on the door. Knock, knock, knock. Hey, my name's John. I'm here. You know, I'm not really looking for a paycheck, but, you know, I'd like to uh, come and work for you a little bit and maybe take some food home with me. 
got something for me to do? I can promise you he's going to go, thank you, Jesus, for sending me this man or this woman, boy, girl, whatever the case might be. And here's the beauty of it all. You'll also gain some valuable experience in learning things. Now, uh, I don't encourage you going to some of the massive farms where they use bunches of chemicals and stuff like that, but uh, if you concentrate on some of the smaller farms where they're not all poisoning the soil with all this uh, product put out into their soil that damages it and makes the food basically worthless, you might get some knowledge that you can transfer over and pass on and might save your life and that of your own family. I think that would be something valuable to do. And, of course, you get some great food out of the deal, too. There's something to be said for sitting down at your table at night and eating the food that uh, the uh, earth blessed you with. And that you work to put it there. There's something very satisfying about that. Anyway, but the goal of the syndicate is very different than that. Okay? Their goal is the global economic reset, like we've talked about. But that's not where they're stopping. That's just one part of this much bigger picture. They're also resetting your table. The palate that you've grown used to, American diet, what it is, even if it isn't all that great, which for the most part isn't, is about to go through another transition. And it's like Marty brought up earlier. Fake meats. All of that stuff is a very real thing. A gentleman has uh, patented the process of turning feces into food. No, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not pulling you away. Look it up. John? Look it up. Go ahead. Yeah. Can I say something there? I first read about them doing this over in some southeastern country, and they claim they have taken sewage, raw sewage. Honest God, I almost vomited reading this. And they have somehow figured out how to separate the proteins and the carbohydrates and some other stuff out of it, and then reconstitute it. I don't know how you would do that. Um, And they make food out of it, what they're calling food. But I submit, we get down to eating our own poop. We got a problem. I don't know what you think, but we must be getting pretty desperate if we're doing this. And all of what must be in there residually, bacteria, you know, parasites, whatever's in there, you're going to be eating that too. They they have no way of, and if they do, they're not going to go to all the trouble to get that stuff out. This is one of the most revolting, disgusting things I have ever heard. Yeah, we don't even want to talk about what's in your water. Um, But on that same note, think about one other thing also, folks. You know, we are one of the, actually I believe worldwide, we are the most drugged country on the planet. Big Pharma has us lock, stock, and barrel for the most part. It's so hard to find somebody that's not taking some product from Big Trauma, if not three, four, five, or a dozen. Guess what? That stuff's going, getting flushed through the system, too. And it turns around and gets put into the uh, toilet, and that gets thrown through the cycling system, and voila, 
So you may say, I've never taken Ritalin in my life. Then I suspect uh-huh. if you sit there and ask the test for it in your tap water, you may have a different perspective on that. Yes. They've been poisoning you for decades, folks. We've talked mm-hmm. about fluoride in the water. We've talked about some of the other crap that's in there. We have a real situation here where they have dumbed us down. They want us to be this miserable. They want us to be this unhappy. Because I can promise you them, folks up there, they've got their farms taken care of. They've got their food supplies. And they're all happy-go-lucky. They're not going to be eating anything made out of feces. But they're sure going to enjoy a good laugh. Look at those morons over there. Yeah. I talked about, you know, the movie uh, Soil and Green. That movie came out in 1973. 1973. And I think it was like 1981 or 1982. I was just a kid at the time, but I actually watched it a couple times because my friend of mine had it on, uh, (laughs) believe it or not, video disc. In the days before there were VHS tapes, <laughs> there were video discs, and he had one. Yes. And that was the movie. And uh, I remember thinking to myself, how ridiculous and stupid this movie is. And it bothered me back then. And yet, you know, if you sit there and you look at the, um, go to YouTube now, and just type in the promo for the movie. You don't even have to watch the movie. Just type in the promo. And all of a sudden, you're seeing everything that it was talking about. Yes. On the news tonight. Oh, and here's a little kicker for you. You know what year that was set in, Marty? No. 2022. Oh, wow. Uh Uh-huh. Again, folks, you think all of this stuff has just come out of some coincidence somewhere? Everything is pre-planned. Come on. We've talked about this repetitively. They tell you what they're going to do before they do it, and then they do it. Because guess what? Mm-hmm. They got you to contact. And we know yes. what the end result was that particular one was. Sorry, we green right. people. Yes. You say, oh, we never eat people. We never go there. Well, you're going to eat feces. Let me, you can I you'll say never something eat here? People, yeah. You're probably going to say what I was uh, about I, to say, but you go right ahead. Go right ahead, Marty. I'm sorry. Well, I, what I was thinking here is I'm I'm amazed that the people don't know about the Holodomor in the Ukraine in the 1920s, early 30s. And Stalin seized all agriculture and everything that was produced. They had to keep working the farms, but they the, the military was out everywhere. They had to turn in everything they made. It was held in silos and everything else. He's selling this, but the Ukraines can't have any of it. And they begin starving to death. Uh, One person who actually survived this wrote later that there was not bark left on a tree, a leaf, grass, nothing. That people were so hungry. And eventually it got so bad, they were posting uh, posters all over the place that said no matter how hungry you get, don't eat your children. And so don't tell me you wouldn't revert to this. You get hungry enough, you'll be looking at each other. Um, this is, it's happened before. This is, I use the Hall of Tomorrow because it's the most well-known uh, of these things. But 
that seizure of agriculture. The other thing, John, is I watched the Baltic Dry Index. Now, almost 90% of everything we consume in this country is shipped in from somewhere else. We don't even know what it is. For some reason, we are not allowed to know what it is. That's proprietary rights. They don't have to tell us. But the shipping containers coming into the country are down to 3 to 4% what they were five years ago. Most of that fleet is anchored empty out in the Mariana Islands. We're being cut off. And like I said at the opening of the show, and here we have a government that's not encouraging or explaining how to grow your own food, how to take care of yourself, and discouraging you at every level from doing so. John, you brought up about them closing the gardening centers at the end, at the beginning of this fake virus thing. They were non-essential. You've just shut down the entire country. Most businesses locally are closed down. People are out of work. But you don't think they need to be trying to grow their own food to sustain themselves? So you shut it down. You can't buy seeds, fertilizer. You can't buy any tools, equipment, nothing. And finally, some stores relented on that, went ahead and opened them up anyway. But this is what I'm saying. John is absolutely right. This was planned. It was planned. And now they're carrying it out. Now then, out in the state of Washington here about two years ago, they passed a bill to start composting corpses. And they said what they would do is add this compost to the sewage fertilizer and they could use it on agricultural fields. Now, you have to understand everything that's in that sewage is going on that field, including grandma and grandpa. Um, this we're, we're steadily moving. This is, John, when I look at this in conjunction with the laws they're passing across the country, making it okay to euthanize the mentally ill people with dementia or Alzheimer's, just to take them out. They're no good anymore anyway. When you look at these things separately, it's shocking. When you look at them as a whole, it's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. So when you go to your store, and as John said, there isn't in there what there used to be. A trip to Walmart should shake you up. This is a store that historically is bursting at the seams with merchandise. These stores are sitting at least a third empty. Did you notice that? And yet people, John, I see people walking around just oblivious. You walk up and down the aisles. I won't spend money at Walmart, but I have to go with my granddaughter when she goes to help her. And But you walk them down and you turn on to aisles. The whole aisle is empty. It's empty. There's nothing. And people are just blithely walking by like it's nothing. I don't want to understand how you can be this oblivious to what's happening right in front of you. I just don't get it. Well, that's the whole intention. You don't get it because uh, it makes no sense to you for people to be this oblivious, but the picture is they don't want anybody to wake up to this truth. They want everybody to be oblivious. They want everybody to be stupid. Because then when it sneaks up and bites them in the ass, they can say, well, it was the COVID thing way back then. Now, believe you me, they war-gamed this out. They have war-gamed this out. 
And here's something I got to bring it up. Okay. In 2015, that's five years ago. Five years ago, Marty. And I meant to have it in my notes, and I'm not. They're not in my notes right now. But long story short, uh, we had a situation where they war gamed, basically the Hunger Games in America. Okay. And in doing so, they were looking at how people would respond to it. And now the website that was talking about that, and uh, what was it? It was like Event 201. Come on, John, think. I'm sorry, I don't have it. But uh, it was the equivalent of an Event 201 situation. Yet when this coronavirus thing hit, the website had been taken down. Oh. And and the you could actually go to the internet archives, okay, and I shared this on my Facebook page. Okay, I shared it on my Facebook page. Internet archives showed what Page had said. And it was talking about this exact situation that we're experiencing right now. Okay. And it's just probably just a coincidence. But the guy that was doing it and the co- was uh, the corporation that was doing it, um, the two brother pedophiles, what is their names? I'm having a brain crap, and I hate that. The two brother pedophiles, he was really big, the one especially, so big in the Clinton White House, so big. They had a law firm and something else. John Podesta. Thank you, dear. John Podesta. Yep. That was his war gaming. <laughs> that was him. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you, once again, I sound like a broken record. You're being played. This is all pre-planned. And after they do all the predictive planning, then they just go live with it. Simple. Yes. Simple. Very Simple. And I'm here to tell you, folks, the pedophile group and the crime syndicate group, they're all one and the same in so many ways, okay? You look at the food banks now. They are getting hammered, hammered. I've watched video after video after video of people where you see literally lying cars going miles down the road. And in one instance, I remember driving past one back in March or April, okay? And I saw this, too. All these vehicles were lined up on the side of the road, and I was wondering what the heck was going on. And then when I passed, there was that sign that says, you know, food distribution. And at that food distribution point, I would like to add, was military. Huh? Yeah. And I also like to remind everybody something else that's very important. All of you sitting there worrying about who the next your next corporate owner is going to be, whether it's the current criminal in the White House or the future criminal in the White House, don't care. Okay? He, meaning the Trump, put FEMA in charge about six months ago. You think he's in charge right now? No. Congress can't even look, cannot look at anything for six months. 
by the way, that six-month point coming up here this week. So we're going to see what and happens in the next days. And if it gets renewed and FEMA stays in charge, if FEMA stays in charge, then expect more of the same, only different. Now, you've heard my opinion about this quote-unquote election cycle. It's, you know, going to be a big sham, and there's probably going to be a whole lot of disagreements over who won, and I can see Nancy Pelosi just walking right into the White House. I can see it as clear as day. Why would you think she would? be all wet on that. Speak of the House, darling. Yeah, yeah she's house. Speaker of the House, but she's but she's not next in line. Ah, if there's a conflict between who won yeah. the election cycle, she could very oh, well. Oh, good God! Yeah, I'd, honest. If uh-huh. there's anyone in D.C. that just makes my blood curdle, it is that woman. I'm neither left nor right. I'm a political atheist. I don't believe none of them, and but the idea of that old crow sitting in the Oval Office is just about more than I can take. That's like the female version of Trump with plastic surgery. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 So, oh, speaking oh, about plastic, I, and speaking about plastic, uh, Marty, I remember a video, goodness, five, six years ago it was, they were having a problem with all this quote-unquote rice coming in from China uh-huh. because they were finding that the rice wasn't rice, but it was plastic. Yes. Um, I, I even shared the video on that one. That was several years ago, though. But again, folks, you've got to realize um, the United States Incorporated considers few food security to be the most important one of the most important things. And we've talked about, quote-unquote, executive orders where government can, can come in and steal anything and everything and they can impound you and, you know, turn you into their slaves. Not that you aren't already, but they can go above and beyond even that. And uh, I'm here to tell you, all these governments have been stockpiling food for years and they're continuing to do it right now. Maybe it's time you all thought about it a little bit too. And uh, But more importantly, like I keep saying, get some seeds. Get associated with people that have farms. Because remember, a lot of these um, farms, these uh, older family farms, they're run by uh, people that are no longer young bucks. And the kids probably went off yeah. and did something else. A lot of them are not interested in farming because they saw the very rough life that their parents had. It's very hard. You see a lot of opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. Very hard life. Come in there. It is. John, on the seed thing, on this. Oh, I was just wanted to say on the seed thing. Don't go into Walmart or you know a a nursery or somewhere and buy seeds, even if it says USDA certified organic, can be up to forty percent genetically modified, and uh, USDA will still certify it organic you want to go to a seed savers club now the biggest one was seed savers and monsanto overran it here about three years ago so they're worthless but there's people all over the net that have traditional heritage seeds 
and they sell them in little packets, you know, and that's what you want to buy. Don't buy the commercial stuff because it is all genetically modified. Um, nobody is selling traditional seeds, nobody. And if you try to save seeds out of those plants, if you can even get them to grow and produce, companies like Monsanto can come in with the police and test your product. And if it shows any traits of their patented genetic modification, they can rip out all your plants and sue you. Um, so it, you you need to be careful and only buy traditional heritage seeds that have not been tampered with. Those are they can't be patented because they're natural. And um, so you want to watch that. But anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry, John. And Bill Gates has been buying up seed companies, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Looking up. None of this is conspiracy theory. These are facts that we're presenting to you. And again, we encourage all of you to actually vet our information. And it's never been easier to vet our information. All you need is a search engine of whatever one you choose and to type in a couple of keywords and voila, you get thousands of kits and sometimes millions. Um, but here's another thing, Marty, and again, it's not being talked about. We've had a lot of silos that have been destroyed. We had a train full yes. of uh, um, corn that was offing. We've got millions and millions of acres of corn plants that got flattened because of the storms. And here's the thing again, folks. If you're not aware of this, you very much should be. Because every time we get one of these hurricanes that comes through and flattens our country, you need to be aware that we have the technology to stop that shit. And yeah, I know I shouldn't be swearing, mm-hmm. but we do. Oh, you go ahead. We have that <laughs> technology. Yeah. So the reason that we're not doing that is because we want this to happen. Or at least the powers that be do. Please wake up to that truth. We forget how important corn is to our entire system. Yes, I love corn on the cob just like the next guy. I love eating corn with my spaghetti and with several other meals as well. It goes very well in a stew. But that's not all. They turn it into ethanol, and I think it's a terrible waste of the use of corn. But more importantly, it's used in all kinds of products. All kinds of products. Some of them aren't even food-related, like your ethanol and other things. But why? It's going to drive the price of all of those things up. It's going to add to the hunger games, because that's what it's truly all about, Marty. That's all of it is. This is all the hunger games being played out in real time. These people are playing with people's lives, and they think it's funny they're enjoying the watch and I can assure you they think their millions and their billions are going to protect them. Okay? And are we going to put up with it is the question. They're destroying farmers. They're destroying ranchers. They're destroying nurseries, small businesses. Okay? They are going out of their way to uproot everything that is Americana 101 and replace it with tyrannical top-down control. This is a real question to ask yourself, folks, question and otherwise. 
is it okay to starve people and enslave them? Like Mari was talking about with regards to the Ukraine. Don't eat your kids. How desperate do you have to be to get to that point? Don't think for a minute these people don't have every intention to take us to that point. Make absolutely no mistake. And when I talked about they war game this out, I shared a video um, by the Ice Age farmer here several days ago. And one of the points that he made when he was talking about this crap was in their work. Okay, if you're hungry, you're not as effective. If you're really hungry, it's going to make you a lot less ability to deal with hard labor and a lot less even in a stressful environment in an office somewhere. And they had percentages. They wargamed it out to figure out what a calorie diet that is significantly less than the current diet everybody enjoys here in America and how it will affect physical laborers and laborers that work in an office. And the numbers were staggering. Make no mistake. You better figure out really quick how to feed yourself if you can't go to the grocery store, A, because they don't have anything, or B, because your injection, which is designed not for your health, but to tag you like cattle, turn your DNA into a profitable thing for Bill Gates and his cronies, and turn you into a walking cryptocurrency. Yeah, that's where we're at, folks. This is where we're at, not where we might go in 20, 30, 50 years. You're living it in 2020. And again, I point out 2020, that should be perfect vision, people. They're not hiding anything now. I mean, I've been following this conspiracy my whole life. It has never been easier to find facts after facts after facts, mountains of it, mountains of it all showing the same thing, the big picture. Born a slave, you're a slave now, and you're going to die a slave as long as you allow these people to control your money. One eye, money, mono, and control your resources, your land, and control your food, and control your life. Taxation, ladies and gentlemen, is theft. Period. Don't give me this. Well, who would build a road? Who would take care of the kids? Who would educate them? I don't want to hear any of that. We know as America was founded without cash. Without it. We did just fine until we decided that we needed to. And in gold and silver, that was okay. That I, I have no problem with that. It's a great way of doing it. Then, of course, the crime of 1783, when they converted the bimetallic system of gold and silver into a, simply a gold base, which, of course, benefited the banker and raped everybody else. 
and all of these people now had to pay back their debts in gold rather than the silver they, they had intended to pay back with. So the bankers came in and stole it. And then what happened again? 1933 rolls around. Well, then the bankers stole all the gold, turning your bank gold notes and your gold to the central bank. So the sheeple people were more than happy to march on down there and turn in all their gold. And Franklin Delano Roosevelt, the New York banker, and his cronies smiled at the suckers. What does he do after all the gold and gold notes are pretty much turned in? He turns around and raises the value of gold for $20.63 to $35 an ounce. Oh, big windfall for you as incorporated. A big ripoff for everybody else. But you think that's the last time they're doing that? No. What are they doing now? The exact same thing. Now they're pulling your quote-unquote coins and currency. And they're pulling your quote-unquote credit. They're slashing, slashing, and slashing credit lines. They're pulling coins and currency from circulation. Design is to crash the economy, which is already crashed because of all the business closing, all the people that are running around unemployed, and turning it over to this global economic reset. Again, not a conspiracy theory, ladies and gentlemen. They built a damn website over it. Wake up. Everything that you think you know, you know nothing. Nothing. 2021 is going to look nothing like 2020, and it damn sure isn't going to look anything like 2018. This world is a very different place. You didn't ask to go there. They're taking you there through force, through manipulation, through extortion and racketeering, trauma-based mind control, and in a nutshell, we're going along because it's easier to go along to get along than it is to stand up and realize that you have rights which are being violated at a level that is absolutely off the charts. Point out some simple truths, people. You have unalienable rights your rights are whatever you say they are as long as you are not harming anybody else when exercising them. That's what your rights are. Now, what are they doing? Violating your rights with impunity. They're stealing your labor. They're stealing your food. They're stealing your choices. And they're stealing your lives. And we just want to go along to get along. What part of this is a war and you're in it do you not get? Can't make it any clearer than that. It's obvious. Very obvious. But what can I do? I'm just one guy. I don't have an army. I don't have nukes. I don't have all this other stuff. No, you don't. But you do have one thing that they can't take from you. That's your mind. 
Plus, of course, they put a bullet in it. But again, that's coming whether you expect it to or not. Either way, turn around and say, I don't consent. The word is so simple. It's in everybody's vocabulary. No. Just say no. I mean, I heard about just say no all the way back to the Reagan administration. Jeez, there's a name we haven't heard in forever. Just say no. No, I'm not going to tolerate your garbage. No, I'm not going to pay your extortion fees, <clears throat> a.k.a. taxes. No, I'm not going to allow you to kidnap me, abduct me, and throw me in a cage because I'm violating some of your statutes, codes, rules, and regulations, and I have harmed no one. No, I'm not going to put up with your lies. No, I'm not going to put up with your wars for banking profits. No, I'm not going to encourage all of this garbage by promoting it. No, I'm not going to go along with it, get along, and wear a muzzle. You can say no. Does it come with a little bit of responsibility? Yes. Does it come with a little bit of aggravation and irritation? Yes, it does. Does it kind of target you a little bit? Yeah, I won't lie to you, it will. But at least at the end of the day, you can respect yourself when you look in the mirror. At the end of the day, you can say, I was fighting for freedom today. And you didn't even have to fire a shot. You just exercised your right, and it was over. I walked into a store today. Lady at the front counter made comments, you know, you got a mask? Well, thank you, don't need one. Have a good day. I went and did my shopping and said goodbye to her as I left the building again. It's all good. Her comment was, you know there's a mask mandate, right? And I says, yeah, I know. Whoop-de-doo. Doesn't mean you have to be unpleasant. I do it with a smile on my face, and I'm... You know, I'm very social, but really, really, really get on my bad side. But I try not to go there. Getting harder to do, though. But we have a very, very, very tiny window of opportunity left. You're living in a dystopian society right now, ladies and gentlemen. Food is a weapon of war. Food is going to be used to control you. You want to know some of the little ways they will control you? Oh, you want our food? No problem. Turn in all those guns. We know you have them because you registered them. Once you turn in these guns, we'll let you have some food. If you get hungry enough, you'll turn in those guns. Oh, you're hungry? Oh, no problem. Go ahead and get this uh, vaccination. We'll let you have some food after you get the vaccine. But I don't want the vaccine. Don't care. Well, gee, I'm awful hungry. You know, I haven't eaten in three days, and kids are starving at home. I guess I'll take it. It's a weapon, and they have weaponized it against you and me, your neighbors, your friends, your families, and yes, even those people down the street that you don't like. How much are you willing to tolerate? That's the simple question. 
The question isn't, are they going to do this? We know they are. They've told us they are, and they're showing us that they are doing it. <laughs> and very, very few people are standing against them. Marty is. I am. A few other people I know are. We're a minor minority. The thing is, we can change this literally now. All it would take is 40, 50 million people to just say no. Problem solved. Go forth and do war in my name. No. But, but I'm the president. You have to do what I have to tell you to do. No, I don't. You're a little dictator. You're a jerk. And you're a mass murderer. Kiss my ass. How dare you? You don't love America. No, my friends. I do love America, which is why I say no. I do love the soldiers. That's why I say no. I do love the people down the street. Because I don't want to see blood running like a river down the main streets of America, which is where they're trying to take us. They want a war in the streets. They know how to deal with war. They are masters at it. They've been practicing this for centuries. I was a soldier once. Soul dyer. Been there, done that. Combat soldier. Yeah, that's me. Been there. Do you think I want to see that on the streets of America or for that matter anywhere else? Are we going to see more of it if we don't stand up to these psychopaths? Oh, believe you me, yes, you will. And then one day you're going to sit there and ask, you know, I heard this guy on the radio once. He was talking about this, and I just thought he was crazy, you know, a little bit nutty. Him and his co-host, some crazy female. Yeah, they were trying to tell us something, but... uh, didn't care, you know, it didn't mean anything. Well, it meant something. Go ahead, Marty. Well, you know, John, what bothers me is all of this stuff is out there. Like you say, it's easily searchable. They don't even bother to try and hide it anymore. Uh, and people fling around these phrases, conspiracy theorist, shut up, fake news. The 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 one they tried out here recently that fell flat on its face because it was so phony was that's divisive. The word is divisive, not divisive. I know that sounds, you think, sophisticated, but it just makes you sound ignorant. They've tried all sorts of things, jingoism, and people will throw around. And of course, the word, the term conspiracy theory was thrown out by the CIA to disparage and marginalize people like you and me. They never said what they were doing, what we said they were doing wasn't true. They said we were these, these tinfoil hat wearers. Well, it turns out the people wearing tinfoil hats are sitting out in D.C. And another thing... When they talk about national security, everything is for national security. They're not talking about you and me. They're not talking about you and me. 1933, Trading with the Enemies Act, Roosevelt made us all enemies of the federal corporation. He declared the states foreign to the federal corporation. They treat us as enemies. We are the homegrown terrorists that they speak about. And they are terrified of us. And, and John, you don't know, think about it. If 
say, let's say in your family, just take your family. If you were to mistreat, you misuse, abuse, neglect, cause turmoil in, tear everything up in your family's life, and just lie to them, lie to them, lie to them, lie to them, lie. You took everything away from them, caused as much harm to them as you could, used them as guinea pigs with vaccines and medications, killed a fair number of... At some point, isn't your family going to turn around and say, wait a minute, it's you. There's nothing wrong with us. It's you. And this is where we're at. We have a government that hates our existence so much that they will do anything to us. While they parade around and talk about how we're the greatest country in the world, we may have been. We could have been. But you ruined it all. When they talk about national security, they are talking about securing themselves from us. Every bill that comes out supposedly about national security, the first big one being the Patriot Act, followed by the Security Enhancement Act of 2003, which was just an expansion of Patriot Act, the only time the words terrorist and terrorism were mentioned in that bill was when there was a direct volley on our constitutional rights. It is very apparent if you read the Patriot Act very closely that we are the enemy the government fears. When they're talking about national security, for some reason, something arbitrary and negative always has to be done to the public in order for whoever is setting this emotion to feel secure. Now, I want you to think about that. National security isn't about them protecting you. It's about protecting them. And the person they fear most is you. And when I look at everything that's happened and all of these elected representatives sitting there going along with it, expanding it, you know, it it just makes me want to scream. What's wrong with you? What do you know that I don't? What is it you think you're going to get from betraying the rest of us? And I do consider this a gross betrayal. Um, I have yet to see any politician stand up and say anything to expose what we already know has been exposed is this COVID hoax. We are being taken apart economically. We've got 40 to 50 million people out of work. We threw $7 trillion at these corrupt banks. And who's going to pay the bill on that $7 trillion? We are. We are. And I want to mention something. Trump's talking about cutting payroll taxes. You need to understand what that means. He can't cut state taxes because he has nothing to do, and they can't afford to cut them anyway because they're going to need more taxes because of the hardship of COVID. He cannot cut federal taxes. That has to go through Congress, has to be approved by the IRS and the IMF World Bank. So we know that's not going to happen. What other taxes are there? Social Security and Medicare. That's what he's talking cutting. This is the tax cut he could actually affect. And he wants to cut it. And that by 2021, 23 million Americans, senior citizens, would have no benefits. Now, after investing in this for 50-some years, I got a problem with that. But there, this thing, life, you keep saying, John, it's a plan. This is a plan. And the next part is, and we saw it with this COVID thing, where they supposedly took all these people that were infected and put them in a nursing home 
in the most vulnerable community. And what you have to understand was everybody in that nursing home was forced to take a flu vaccine. We know from the DOD there were four strains of this lab-created virus loaded into last year's flu vaccine. Four days after they shove all these people in there, hospice shows up because they're used to dealing with death. And after all the shows we've done on hospice murdering people, they they should have said because they're used to causing death. They leave four days later, everybody's dead. Now, what do you think killed them? COVID or hospice? And I think this was a test run, John, to gauge the reaction of the public. And it was exactly what I anticipated it would be. Many people were shocked, but many more was, well, you know, they were old anyway, as long as it wasn't me. Well, you know, they'd had long lives and they weren't going to get any better. It basically, so it doesn't make any difference. And this is what they were judging. We've been dealing with this in guardianship, this, and it's going on globally. We have tracked it globally. They are culling the elderly out of the populations. And, and I think this was part of this here. Uh, supposedly the first COVID uh, case was in a nursing home in Washington State, not far from Bill Gates' plantation. And they didn't know how it got in there because nobody had been out of the country or exposed anybody from out of the country, and supposedly this virus flew all the way around the world and landed in this nursing home. Killed 36 people within two weeks. And people said, wait a minute. Well, then somebody is, it was identified as patient zero. Only they never said who that person was that supposedly brought this virus into this nursing home. But that was the first test run. What's the public's reaction going to be if we take out huge numbers of the elderly? Because they do want rid of us. They most certainly want rid of us. We are disposables. We are no longer taxable in most cases, so they have no use for us. And, but we saw, what, forty or 50,000 elderly people succumb to something. But we find out that when they went into the, the hospital... If they had secondary health conditions, heart disease, uh, diabetes, you know, that kind of thing. If they suffered a heart attack, they didn't treat them. They let them die, and then they wrote without even testing them, they died of COVID. All of this got exposed. And yet we still have people out there who are running around hysterically, like you say, people saying to you, um, I was at a dollar store here recently. And I'm, I refuse to put that mask on. I refuse. And about half the people in there were like me. They're not wearing a mask. The other half were. And one lady came up close to me and she said, you're not wearing a mask. I said, oh, you noticed. And she says, well, you know, out of consideration, don't you think you should? I said, do you know who Cat Williams is? And she goes, yes. He's a comedian. And I said, I suffer from the same syndrome he he does i'm allergic to stupid shit and she backed up and looked at me i said you want to wear that mask you do it fool i've noticed here where i live maybe two or three people out of ten are wearing masks nobody else is and then the cdc comes out and admits that less than ten thousand actually nine thousand and some people have actually died verifiably of this 
so-called pandemic virus. Right before that, they came out and said that the PCR test that they're using is worthless in detecting viruses, and it could not possibly. And, oh, gee, what a surprise that people were being given a positive result when they were not, and that less than half the people diagnosed as positive actually were. And I'm looking at all of this, and yet, John, you see this willing hysteria, this willing compliance to having their life shut down, to having everything destroyed around them, to have their life put in jeopardy as far as a place to live, food to eat, how they're going to survive. But they'll put that stupid mask on. Like a bunch of damn fools, they'll put that stupid mask on. I refuse. Uh, Going back through history, and you can probably talk more to this than I can, but this goes clear back to Sumerian times. Slaves were always forced to wear a mask. And throughout history... This is how slaves were identified because they would muzzle or mask them and that they couldn't speak. They were not allowed to speak. And it was a symbol to everyone around them that they were slaves. And here you all are. They're walking around like a bunch of damn fools with a mask on for a virus that they have not identified, apparently can't identify, because if they did, What would be revealed if they identified the virus is that it actually is lab-created. It'll have some marker, and it'll tell you what lab that came from. That's the last thing they want to happen. They said, oh, no, we identified the gene sequence. Well, if you identified that, then you must have identified the virus. But, no, they're not doing that. And... um, but here we've we've been taken on this ride, and I, what galls me in all of this, and just like we've talked about growing your own food, oh, I can't do that. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. What you mean is you won't do that. You think food's going to pop up out of the floor of the store or drop down out of the ceiling, and it's not. You better figure out how to keep yourself fed, and you can grow indoors. I've done it over the winter, grown fresh vegetables in the house. Big old pot of tomatoes. <laughs> I've grown green peppers, uh, bush cucumbers, everything inside the house just to see if I could do it. And I did quite successfully. If you've got a yard, get out there and plant in the yard. You can do pots if they complain about your tearing up the soil and you should grow in pots. Most garden plants will grow extremely well in pots. And you can even hang them upside down. They'll grow far better. And... But, I mean, there's several things you can do. But too many of you will line up and take that free flu vaccine. How free is it that it makes you sick, causes chronic illness or disease, or kills you? What price freedom? And why would you inject mutated viruses, bacteria, fungus, the DNA of non-related species, Human diploid cells, formaldehyde, aluminum, mercury, polysorbate 80, among many other toxic and cancer-causing chemicals, willingly into your body and think you prevented anything. Where, what happened in your head that this was at all logical? I, I'm, I just don't get it. And then to go along with this. What obviously is contrived does not exist. And go along with, what's the matter with you? 
You know, it, it, John and I've maintained all along, if this was anything near at all what they claim it was or is, there would be dead people in the street. But the only place people are dying is nursing homes, hospitals, prisons, jails, anywhere they have collected numbers of people that they don't want. And you don't even hear about an uptick in the rise of deaths at home. Uh, New York tried to say that they saw an uptick in the number of people retrieved from their homes who had passed away at home and they died of COVID. Only somebody came out and refuted that and said that's not true at all. Actually, the calls for you know in-home pickups were down. But the biggest argument against vaccines since this started, people quit taking their babies toddlers in for well baby checkups and the vaccines and the mortality the death rate for infants dropped 43% what more evidence do you need that these damn things are intended to kill you and how many of you are going to continue to hand your children over and play Russian roulette not only with their health but with their life because you want them to be safe from disease You just injected them with all kinds of disease. What are you going to do about that? We've got one out of every 48 children is autistic from vaccines. What part of this aren't you getting? And like I say, bringing us up to date. The destruction of our economy. And you notice they left Walmart open, Home Depot Menards, all the big box stores got to stay open with hundreds, if not a thousand or more customers a day. But your little local store had to shut down. Couldn't have more than 10 people in one place. But if you're a casino, you can have 750 people in there. But see, that's a trade-off because normally they could have 1,500. Now they can only have 750. Oh, that ought to keep everybody safe. But this thing is a fraud. It's an absolute fraud. But the next step in it and John, I firmly believe this, is a full-out attack on the food supply, a full-out effort to stop people from growing their own food, from storing food, from doing so that you are totally reliant and compliant with government. Now, I think that's the next thing, and you're going to see a large number of people, I believe, die from starvation. I truly believe that. And uh, But I think that's the next phase. And then it's just, of course, they've been trying to get rid of um, private property ownership. But we've talked about that, too. You never really own your property. It says you're a tenant on your deed, not the owner, but a tenant. And then somewhere on there it says that the IRS has first rights to your property in perpetuity. What is it you think you own? And so you look at all of this, but they are steadily moving ahead with taking away our property, taking away our freedom to choose, taking away our food. They are steadily contaminating our water. Who do you think hates you more than anybody? You think somebody over in Iran does or the Russians? Who do you think hates the fact that you exist? You need to you need to think about this. Who's your actual enemy? But you can't see that, can you? Can't see that. I remember, John, when I got out of high school, I remember vividly thinking I was so lucky to 
be in the United States and to live here and everything. And it's like the whole world was ahead ahead of you. And, um, you know, this was the greatest country in the world. We were the best people. We were the most noble and, the, you know, blah, blah, blah. All these years later, I think our flag would more appropriately be hung with blood dripping off of it and a skull and crossbones on it. Because it, it seems to me our government from every angle, whether it's food, whether it's drugs, communications, whatever it is, is set against us. The enemy is inside the gate. And that's the way I see it. No disagreement at all. Um, Marty, um, let me get out two very important issues here. First of all, back okay. a few minutes ago, I was trying to remember the uh, website. It's foodchainreaction.org. Foodchainreaction.org. And I'm going to read from it. Now, this is going back on the Wayback Machine, because if you go there, you're going to find out that the website is now gone. But here's what you will read if you look it up on the food chainreaction.org index page in the Wayback Machine about Food Chain Reaction. Food Chain Reaction, a global food security game, is a simulation and role-playing exercise intended to improve understanding of how governments, institutions, and private sector interests might interact to address a crisis in the global food system. The scenario is set five years from today. What did I tell you? This was from 2015. Yes. Hello? Yes. The scenario is set mm-hmm. five years from today in a world where population growth, rapid urbanization, extreme weather, and political crisis combine to threaten global food security. The game players, high-level decision makers representing nations, international institutions, and the private sector will collaborate, negotiate, make decisions, and confront trade-offs while dealing with the chain reaction of consequences resulting from their actions. By simulating a disruption in the global food system, food chain reaction is designed to help high-level decision makers better understand the interdependencies within that system and the cascading effects of our decisions and actions. Through the game, we will elevate players' awareness about these complex relationships so they can ultimately discover new knowledge and tactics to reduce future global food crisis security risks. And anyway, uh, the ones involved with this is the Food Chain Reaction is being produced by World Wildlife Fund, uh, the Center for American Progress, and we know that's the pedophile dude, with game design yeah. from CNA, okay, and Cargirl is the other organizer. Um, we have Mark okay. Inc. is one of the organizers. Uh, and CNA, a nonprofit research organization, operates in the Center for Naval Analysis and the Institute for Public Research. <laughs> No, okay. we're just conspiracy theorists, you know. I like to yeah, tell everybody, yeah. no, we're conspiracy analysts, okay? There you go. Uh, we also have uh, the generous support of uh, Molly John of the University of Wisconsin, Mark Levy of Columbia University, DuPont, Louis Dreyfus Group, NASA, Zildale Corporation, and Thompson Reuters. So, gee, anyway, again, folks, this is uh, Food Chain Reaction to Global Food Security Game, 1250 24th Street, Northwest, Washington, D.C., 20037. Info at org, uh, 2015 World Wildlife Fund, Inc. Okay. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. And the other point I wanted to break up, because now we are talking 2020, um, 
Now, ladies and gentlemen, you get out your search engine. The Food Supply Protection Act of 2020, the 106th Congress, 8-5-2020. The Food Supply Protection Act of 2020. And here's what it says. A bill to protect the continuity of the food supply chain of the United States, remember that's a corporation, not a country, in response to COVID-19 and for other purposes. And, of course, I've told you before, and for other purposes is a giant hole which they can run a freight train through, all right? Now, and here's the kicker, Marty. You'll love this, I'm sure. Have you ever heard the statement, uh, you have to pass it to see what's in it? Yes. Oh, God, yes. Text. Not available. Gee, isn't that shocking? Uh, yes. Wake up, people! I don't know how to make it any clearer than this, Marty. I I really don't. It would be funny if it wasn't so scary and so dangerous. Exactly. You know, you're living in a twilight zone. This is a Twilight Zone episode that's so far out there, you know, it makes the uh, television series, which I always thought was spectacular because they always tried to drive home an important point, you know, look like just an average day in a grade school class. Wow. Where are we going to go, folks? The ball really is in our court. It really is in our court court. I've told you, a valid contract has four elements, full disclosure, a meeting of the minds, mutual consideration, meaning somebody gets something out of both sides of it, both the uh, party giving and the party taking, and two wedding autographs and signatures. Now, the crime syndicate uses a different one, offer, we're going to enslave you and murder you. And acceptance. Okay. That's what they use. They've told you through movies, through music, through websites that I just told you about, through your propaganda masquerading as news, told you in their books, their working papers, their government studies, told you everything. They have hid none of this. None of this is being hidden now. So when we see it implemented, which we're watching in real time right now, this very second, and we're not telling them with a loud and resounding no across this country and across this planet, do not say no. Silence is consent, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Yes. Silence is consent. And believe you me, the American people have been consenting so nicely. Now, it hasn't been the case all over the world. We've had protesters in Germany. We've had protesters in all these other countries. But we haven't had them here. Now, we've had rioting. But it hasn't been over all this stuff that we've talked about tonight. It's been for all different purposes. Okay. But here's another dirty little secret. Okay. 
Think about something very important. Since all this garbage started, what has it been the focus of? It's taken away our study of everything else that matters. We are being programmed with so much BS that we aren't paying any attention. On the subject matter of protest, look at Hong Kong. Hong Kong was a hotbed over the Chinese prior to this COVID hoax. Now, China is now in charge over there. And you'll notice there's no more any Hong Kong protests because they used COVID as an excuse. Okay? Nothing is an accident. Nothing is a coincidence. You've heard me say it several times, and you've heard Marty talk about it. You're living through the global economic reset. That's what's taking place right now. The global economic reset is very real. They told you they were going to do it back in 1988. The front cover of The Economist magazine. All of the currencies of the world were burning. And the eagle or the firebird rising out of the ashes around its neck had a gold medallion with the year 2018. And I've been telling you people the year 2021, you had to take away the number 33. That takes us back to when? 1988. Everything is pointed to these dates. We've talked to movies. We've talked about an exercise tonight with the years. We've talked about the fact that this economic reset has been told us back 30 years ago, practically, 32. And y'all still want to believe it's a coincidence? What kind of evidence can I give you that will convince you if all of this stuff that we have thrown at you for the last hour and 20 minutes isn't enough. How much? What can I give you? I'm trying to save your life. Marty is trying to save your life. We're trying to free you from your slave chains. We're trying to show you the world that you live in, not the imaginary world that they try to tell you that you're living in. This is not a perfect world. This is not a perfect country. Things are not rosy. We don't have birds chirping and sunshine. No, we got chemtrails and birds falling out of the air dead. Not one or two, by the thousands. Just a coincidence, John. You conspiracy theorist. Ladies and gentlemen, Marty and I can't do it alone. I fight them in their courts. I fight them on the airwaves. I fight them on the internet. I even fight them on the streets. I call them out. 
we need to do a lot more of it, and I can't do it alone, and Marty can't do it alone. And I'm telling you right now, you don't need to use violence to change things. But also you need to be aware that one day violence might come knocking on your door, and you better be able to defend yourself when it does. Back to you, Marty. This has been a good show, John. Um, I think it's probably one of the best you and I have done, and we're going to do more. Uh, we're going to expand a little bit on this, too, and be watching things at the USDA and what's happening with shipping and all of that because the story is there. And, again, go back and listen if you need to. Make notes, but get yourself together and get out ahead of this thing for yourself and your family. We'll be back next Monday night with another hour and a half of information you need to have. So I hope you'll join us then. Thank you for tuning in tonight. John, thank you for being here, and we'll see you all next week. Good night.